When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to After 9. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and you will be notified of all future episodes. If you've already done that, maybe you're still a fairly new listener and you're liking the subscription. It's great. It's free. It costs you zero dollars. Yeah, we yeah. never send you a bill. Nope. Uh, then get somebody else hooked on it, too. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Before we get into I want to do a couple of fun stories first, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to talk about this goddamn modeling data that's coming out later on today (laughs) before we do though china is accusing the u.s of violating the olympic spirit by announcing an american diplomatic boycott of february's beijing winter games the chinese foreign ministry called on the u.s to stop politicizing sports hmm Fuck's going on here? Okay, hmm. I you, sh- you probably heard it yesterday too. Mm-hmm. The White House announced they were going to diplomatically boycott the Olympics, which, in the grand scheme of things, means absolutely fuck all. It doesn't mean anything. The, their athletes are still in it. Yeah, uh, you're still fully supporting the Olympics. Yeah. So a couple of things come to mind. What Biden did yesterday is cowardly. He's just a coward. Either take a stand or don't. But don't wishy-washy meet you halfway. You either care about human rights or you don't. You either care about the two Michaels that were uh, illegally imprisoned for three years or you don't. You either care about the people that are just disappearing over there or you don't. And if you do, fuck the Olympics. And I know, I know there's people out there, but the athletes, they've trained their whole lives for this. I, I feel bad for them. Shit happens though. You know, there's a lot of events that have been canceled in the last two and a half years. A lot of them. A lot of people missed out on shit. My kid didn't get to play the world U21 world championships. It got canceled. Why do we decide the Olympics are more important than any other sport? Money, 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 money. Preach. That's all it is. It's all about the fucking money. Money. So before, because I know that, uh, what's his fucking name? Aaron O'Toole there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a fucking name guy. You know that guy. You know guy. that guy. You know, the guy yeah, who I runs know. around and he's like Mr. Rogers. Before he <laughs> uh, goes any further in daring the Trudeau government to do the same thing and do something, take some action. Everybody just ask yourselves, do you care about human rights? Because if you do, you're not sending people there. And if I'm a Canadian, the last fucking place I want to go right now is China. Do you watch the news? Did you see the three-year ordeal for the two Michaels? And you want to go there mm-hmm. for the Olympics. Yeah. You know what would have made much more sense is I, I almost feel like it's time to disband the IOC and just start over again but or, or just scrap the Olympics altogether. But I do think that uh, it was a poor choice to put it in China because what we know now, we didn't not know when they gave them the Olympics a few years ago, it would have been so much easier and solved so many problems and checked so many boxes if they would have just said, you know what, given what's gone on here, We're not going to do the Beijing 2022 Olympics. We're going to do the Vancouver 2023 Olympics. Move it to next year. Let Whistler host it again. All the infrastructure is still there. In fact, there's a lot of cities that still have their Olympic infrastructure that could easily pull this off on a year's notice. Yeah. Get it out of China. I'd be okay with that. There's a history here, too. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's not like this was a huge surprise. And if it was a huge surprise, then you haven't really read up on it. What do you mean there's genocide against the Uyghurs? What? And Yeah, you fucking knew that. You still gave them the Olympics. And generally speaking, they don't have the best reputation when it comes to, I don't know, treating humans nice. So I think that there's been issues at play for a long time. But like we said off the top, it comes down to money. Well, and they have it. Uh, Joe Biden, I mean, a diplomatic boycott. We're not going to send our diplomats. Okay, well, number one, you know as well as I do, your diplomats will still find their way over there. They're just not in a working capacity. 
And it's probably a good idea that we're not spending millions of taxpayer dollars to send those diplomats there anyway, because it's not a diplomatic event. It's a sports event that literally could have been held in any other city in the world. Cold city. Preferably. As long as there's a mountain and snow, you can do the fucking Olympics. It's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for that. I I don't like it either. And I think that that's such a nothing thing to say when you're not acting on it. That's just a whole lot of talking and no acting. And that's so the opposite of what you should be doing when you're a leader. Yeah, I mean, that's right up there with, you know what? We took decisive action. We did the tough things. You didn't do fucking anything. A diplomatic boycott from a non-diplomatic event. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm against blood diamonds. I mean, I'm dripping in them head to toe, but I'm against them. <laughs> That's exactly right? what it's right. Same shit. Or what it's like. It's very, very frustrating that this is what they've done. And and now over here, Mr. Rogers there is trying to convince Justin to do the same thing. And they're making it political. I don't think they stopped and thought, should we be there at all? And the answer is probably no. Am I against the Olympics? Absolutely not. Do it anywhere else, but it shouldn't I mean, be there. And we do feel bad for the athletes, of course, in that case. We do feel bad, but ugh, we didn't choose it. Let's get to a couple of things here before we uh, get into the COVID modeling data that's coming out today. Let's talk first about the holidays. Where does your Christmas tree in your house exist? Where does it live? Is Uh, it in your living room? Living room, yeah. Like right when you walk in, you see it. It's at the very back of the house. Big windows at the back there. That's where I like to place it. It's at the back. So you can't see your tree from the street. From the back, you can. And technically, you can see my house from the back from far away. But yes. So yes and no. Okay. There's a suggestion here, and I actually don't dislike this suggestion, that you should probably have a Christmas tree in your bedroom. Not only does it add to your overall enjoyment of the holidays, it improves your sex life. They say, and and this is based on a study that was done over in the UK, that couples who put up Christmas trees in their bedroom have better sex because it provides a more romantic atmosphere. They also say the pine smell is part of it. Real trees are better than Mm. fake ones. And I know there's a wood joke in there somewhere, but that smell helps get your libido going. I could see that with the the lights. The lights are very, they are a very romantic look, aren't they? Like, you know, Christmas time, you have, you know, the lights are mostly out, but that Christmas tree is all lit up. It's pretty, there's romance to that. I get that. Put that in the bedroom. All right. Uh, If you, if you could do it. Uh, I could I could see why you'd want to. It's kind of weird though, having more than one. I, I know people who do though. Do you are you the type to have more than one Christmas tree, or did you ever like? Did you have one in the basement and one upstairs? Yeah, I've always had multiple trees, but never one in the bedroom. And I never even thought about it yeah. until today. But you actually gave me the idea yesterday when you said you've got Christmas decorations up in your fucking bathroom. Yeah, of course I do. Yes. So Santa watches you take a piss? Santa's on a sleigh. <laughs> Santa's on a sleigh right by the uh, Santa hand soap. And it's pretty much tilted right toward the toilet. Yeah. So he's just like, hello. <laughs> How are you? I don't think he sounds like that. Oh, oh, oh. I don't think he sounds like that either. Shake but- it more than twice and you're playing with it. Wouldn't it be funny if Santa... <laughs> If Santa, <laughs> like, shit-talked you in the bathroom, <laughs> yes. like... His sensor is just by sensor, and he's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not an invention, let's make that. I feel bad for your wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Dear little dick, wash your hands when you're done. I'll tell you what should be on your Christmas list. Here's the explanation from the spokesperson from the uh, company that commissioned the survey. Having a tree in your room connects you with nature. It reminds us of our earliest ancestors who slept and made love outdoors. Okay, that's not where my mind was going to go with that. No. What, do you want to go fucking camping? What a (laughs) dumb thing to say. Listen, (laughs) nobody sees the Christmas tree up in their room and thinks on a primitive level, people used to fuck outside. You know what? I'm thinking about my ancestors right now and I'm getting pretty wet. (laughs) Thinking about the Neanderthals underneath the tree and, oh, fuck, hold me back. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I always get turned on thinking about my ancestors. Uh, (laughs) The... uh, The annual holiday tipping guide is out, and this gets updated annually based on inflation and various other factors. And it's basically, it's not a rule by any means. Mm -mm. It's a set of guidelines that can help you if you're trying to figure out how much to tip. There are certain people 
that don't get tipped very often. But the suggestion is you should over the holidays, even if it's just to show them how much you care. So let's go down this list here. They say the person who delivers your mail should get a small gift valued at no more than $20. Mm. When they say gift, am I supposed to buy them something or a gift card? Because I think it would specify if they meant gift card. Either way, they're not saying cash. They're saying yeah. gift for the mail delivery person. Some people know their mail delivery person like well enough. I mean, your mail delivery person takes your mail to you every day. Now, community boxes have come into play now. Well, that's the issue. This is the issue I have too. I have no problem being friendly with the postal worker. That's great. Mine is friendly enough where I see them at the community box sometimes when I'm walking Leo, for example. Very nice. Uh, but I've seen a couple different people, to be honest with you. So I'm not sure if someone switched routes or if they like rotate or I don't know what went down. Did you not attend the last staff meeting at Canada Post? <laughs> I know. What's going on on that route over there? I didn't ask any hard questions when I saw the new person, but I'm like, okay, now there's a new person. So I, again, you don't have that same that same thing. But there are some people who do know them, who know them very well or, or well enough where they have little conversations like, oh, house decorations look great. This, Thank you so much. Uh, you know, little things. They know a lot about you when they carry your mail, too, right? Sure like, there's they a lot do. of personal shit there. Mm-hmm. They could tell. Oh. And, and a lot gonna, of brown envelopes yeah. coming to your place. Gonna, I mean, are you having some money problems? They're going to pretend they don't notice. But of course they notice. I would, too. Can sure. I just say I'd be a little Snoopy McGee? I wouldn't open envelopes. God, no, that's a federal crime. That's a crime. But I would be a little like, oh, who's this from? Oh, that doesn't look good. Good news. Your welfare's <laughs> in. <laughs> You know, like no, they do know shit. They know shit. And uh, I, I'm, I have no problem with it, but I will be honest. I don't think I'm going to give my carrier one. I guess if you have a community box, mind you, and you want to do this and you're not sure how in your own mailbox and make sure it's emptied out. First of all, take your fucking mail and leave them a little gift card there and just make sure there's a note so that they understand it's for them. That'd be a nice gesture if you can. I'm not there. I'm still bitter over the whole community mailbox thing. I don't understand. Most homes were built with a mailbox on it, specifically so you could get your mail delivered to your home. Just aggregating it into one box that you share with a ton of other people, and if you happen to forget to check it for a couple of days, boom, they just jam shit in there. Me, there was times when I had to, like, pull on flyers that ripped to get them out of the mailbox yeah. just to get to the actual mail. So no offense to if, if the person who delivers my mail is actually listening right now, I'm not giving you a tip. Sorry. Totes? If I saw you once in a while, that might be different. Totes off topic here. Would you be willing to pay more to get the mail? Like, this would be so confusing for postal workers. If you're listening, you work for Canada Post, you'd be like, fuck off, cat. Stop it. But would you be willing to pay pay money to get it to your house? Right to your door? I do. All the fucking time. Listen, this is why, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but I'm gonna, the government has got to get out of business Fuck it. Why do we still have an entire crown corporation from coast to coast to coast delivering letters for a 98 cent stamp when there's perfectly good private companies that have proved they can deliver it? Amazon brings it right to my door. I could order a a fucking home gym. They'll deliver it right to my door. But I can't get my fucking tax refund from the CRA delivered anywhere closer than a block away from my house. No, thank you. Privatize it. Contract it out. Let UPS and FedEx and Amazon and everybody else that specializes in door-to-door delivery handle the mail. It just makes sense. I don't know why we're still fucking around like this. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, that's That's very enough good. on Canada Post. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let's move on. But I'm not wrong. Okay, so gift 20-ish dollars. That seems fair if you do speak with your postal worker. If you speak with them, absolutely. They, I mean, you can have a good relationship with your postal carrier. I just, in my neighborhood, I live in a subdivision, and they didn't bring me my mail, ever. Don't even know what they look like. Mm. They drive down the street in a yellow van that drives with the side door open. <laughs> that much you know. That's all I know. Your grocery delivery person or curbside pickup person should get between $10 and $30. So hold on a second here. Hmm. If I order PC Express from the superstore and I go and pull up into the space, the person who wheels the cart out and puts that bag of groceries or the box of groceries in my trunk, I should give them up to $30 in tips? It's never never the same person, though. 
Is anyone Not getting usually. a regular person? Because that's my problem is absolutely that's nice. If randomly you select that person right before Christmas, let's say you do an Instacart order on December 23rd because you're like, I don't want to go to the grocery store. I know I've got this big order and this person's coming to my house or it's a click and collect and you're parking, you're pulling into the parking space and that person picked out those groceries for you so you don't have to and you're feeling generous, fine. Otherwise, it's not the same person. So I feel like it's not. there's no personal connection there. The person, and by the way, they just happen to get your car. You just happen to get them. It's a pretty nice thing. I'm sure they feel pretty Very fucking good. Nice. Very when, nice. When they get that little extra just for doing their job. It's a bonus for them. In the same way that you feel good when you get bonuses, it feels good for them too. And most of the time, they're either seniors or they're students. Mm-hmm. And that money, 20 bucks goes a lot further for a student than it does for somebody in their 30s. So true. Your FedEx or UPS drivers. Again, I kind of wish I could get the same one more regularly because they do a hell of a job. And ones that I've never met, I don't think they've ever delivered anything to my house, still go out of their way to make sure the package is hidden and that they're doing Mm -hmm. a good job. I would love to tip them. I just never see them. They're in and out like a fucking ninja. If you know your package is coming, what you can do, I've seen it done before, is tape an envelope to the door. Say, for you, Amazon driver, or for you, FedEx driver, however it's going to be shipped. You can say, this is for you. Please take it. Merry Christmas. They suggest for your driver that it's better, actually, to leave them a basket of prepackaged goods. Maybe you put together a little care pack for the rest of their route that day. Here's a... a Diet Coke and a bag of Lay's chips and a, a Twix bar. Enjoy. I went to shortstop, so you don't have to. Here you go. <laughs> At least they yeah, know no, you're thinking that, that, about no, it. It's really nice, though. It is the thought. It is the gesture, right? Your newspaper delivery person. I don't know who the fuck okay. they are, but I don't like them, so I'm not giving them shit. They keep throwing it at the bottom of my goddamn driveway. Okay. All right. Don't that, like them. That, that, that's fine. I just didn't ask for the paper. I don't want the paper. It literally goes right into my recycling bin. It doesn't even come in my home. You know how hard it is to cancel it, too? They make it so hard. It's like quitting the gym. And apparently, even when you do manage to get to that person, Scott, to cancel it, they don't don't pay attention. They just chuck, chuck, chuck to every house. Your child care provider. So get this. Oh, here we go. Let's get into the goods here. This is a person that's very, extremely important to the future of your child. 100%. This is someone that you trust and give basically the same responsibility to that you have yourself for your kids. So you should tip them well. Mm-hmm. Agree. This is a lot, though. The suggestion is for your child care provider, a week's pay and a small gift from the child. So, sure, you can go ahead and get them that, that $20 Tim's card or that, that coffee mug. But a week's pay. <laughs> they don't want the coffee mug, okay. No, they don't. They've got a lot of them, just so you know. But I mean, if you're paying I don't know, 500 bucks a week in childcare, and some people are, yep, they should get a $500 tip is the suggestion. That seems really high to me, but I don't question for a second their value. Yeah, it's it. Not everybody can afford it after they do pay those fees. I'm just thinking about your your average daycare center. And you're right. I mean, the price can be up there. Um, let's say it's $1,300 a month. So even breaking that down, you know, a few hundred bucks a week. So you give $300. Some people can't truly cannot afford that at the end of the month. It's true. After they pay all of those bills. And if they have multiple kids in care, are you kidding me? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But if you if you can do it, again, it's just a guide. But I think every little bit counts. I think even, you know, any ECE out there or child care provider will tell you, you know, any any little bit is, is makes them happy. So even if it's a $50 gift card to Indigo or some shit like that, that's great. A, a lot of people would point out that the way the holidays fall, you're likely going to get close to a week off that you don't need to put your kid in childcare. So the money you would have spent in the final week of December would be their tip. Okay, gotcha. So that could work. So Maybe could work for out, some. Yo, you're absolutely right. You could work it out that way. I like this one. You should be tipping between ten and thirty dollars for your waste pickup and recycling pickup people. I don't even know what they. I don't. I've never even. I've barely seen them. I have seen them before on holidays mainly because mine will work through the holidays usually. I don't even know how to get to them. I feel like they're so quick. I'd be like, hey, hey, Gwen, I have something for you. Slow down. You're gonna be the girl chasing behind yeah. the truck in a robe or something yeah. embarrassing. Like another bitch that forgot to put her, her blue box out. <laughs> That's probably what they're thinking. When you show up with money, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Give me that. I, uh, it it can go a couple different ways with the people that do waste collection. For me, the ones that are doing my route, love them. 
You know when you're only supposed to put out like three items for the bulk waste pickup and you try and sneak in four or five? Or when you leave an appliance out and they always tell you, you got to take the doors off, even though that makes no fucking difference whatsoever. Nobody's going to get stuck in the the cupboard at the bottom of a water cooler. You it's, never know. It's fucking stupid. But anyway, they'll still take it anyway. Those are That's a good squad. Tip them well. Try taking it to the dump and see how much they charge you. Let these guys take it and tip them. I, I fully am behind that. What about your kid's teacher? Mm-hmm. This doesn't put a money amount. It just says you should get your kid's teacher a thoughtful gift. I, I do find it interesting, Scott, what a difference between, I mean, you mentioned daycare provider or, yep. or child care provider, however you want to say it, and teachers. You know, I, they both look after your kids. And yes, of course, it gets to a point where your kids are of, at the age where they're not helping with as many things, right? When, when they're little tiny ones, they're helping zip up their coats, they're putting mitts on, they're making sure they're warm, they're making sure they have everything in their backpack, they're doing all those things. Once they hit a certain grade, it's like, you're on your own, kid. You forgot your lunch? Eh, too bad. Or, or maybe they'll go the extra mile, and that's great, too. I do feel teachers should be rewarded just as well as any any other child care provider. That's how I see it. Hmm. I think that they, you know, they, they don't get the appreciation that they deserve a lot of the time. So, And they do get that, by the way. They will get a lot of people giving them stuff around the holidays, which is nice. And they'll tell you they don't expect it, but it is nice to do it. For me, when it comes to the teachers, I used to give a gift at the end of the year. And if it was the same teacher that started the year and ended the year, it was always a little bit better because I appreciated when my kid could have a little bit of consistency. Unfortunately, almost every single year, the teacher that started the year didn't end the year. Why is that? Because there's there's leaves of of absence and there's juggling around and there's people that get transferred and it's very disruptive for the kids. Wow. I didn't know that it happened that many times at some places. I think there was like three years where the... Kid that, or the teacher they started with was the teacher they ended with. It was crazy. Wow. So much turnover in I'm there. I'm doing Christmas gifts for my kids' teachers. No money? Gift cards. Is it weird to give a teacher money? It yeah, kind of is. Yeah. See, I find that weird, and I also don't want to br- bring a present just because that's a lot. My kid also has three teachers in the classroom, right, including the ECEs. So that's a lot to like bring to school. So, yeah. it's, you know, gift cards are easy. They can pick what they want. And uh, I like the idea that I was given to to go with like an indigo. Oh, if they're listening, hey, they know him. <laughs> they probably are. Hey, you're going to get an indigo gift card. But I like the idea of that because some teachers don't really want anything for themselves, but they'll use that to buy things and, and products for the kids for in class. Right. So that's cool. So that way they can use it for themselves. Absolutely. Buy yourself whatever you want. Or if you really, really, really don't want that, then use it towards the school. And I love that too. Hmm. You could do that. Right. Right. Um. What about the cleaning person? Person who comes into the house and and cleans up your mess. And by the way, that's another personal one too. Like that's another one that knows you pretty well. They know some shit. They I certainly would, do. I would oh. personally go the extra mile to make sure that they were compensated properly. Mm-hmm. I did jump over something I wanted to say. Just back to the kids' teachers for a second here. Uh, I, I believe coffee ones are usually popular, whether it's Starbucks sure. or Tim's. Yeah. Those are always good if or you want to get a gift card. A local cafe. You want to go that route? Great. Great. And if your kid's a little fucker, throw one in for the principal and vice principal too because they spend more time with that kid than, than the teacher does. Not a bad idea. So your cleaning person, how much are they getting tipped? The suggestion is the cost of one visit. So if your cleaning okay. person comes in and they charge you, I don't know, 60 bucks to do an hour and a half worth of cleaning in your place, you should give them a $60 tip. To me, that seems perfectly that reasonable. very fair. They're doing shitty work that you don't want to do. Yeah. You have outsourced the dirty part of your job. To someone else. So take care of them if they're doing that. I like that. That's great. In fact, I'd probably say it should be a little bit more. This one, I don't even know if you can go, if you can give enough. Your regular stylist, the person who does your hair. Yeah, yeah. Now, maybe more important for a woman than a man, because I know women's appointments are harder to get because they take like five times longer than a guy's appointment. (laughs) Probably seven hours. Yeah, we're there for seven hours sometimes. It's crazy how much time you spend with these people. (laughs) It's crazy. But uh, the suggestion is the cost of one visit is how much you should tip your hairstylist. Okay. So again, though, I'm in a weird position where I tip my stylist well every single time. I mean, I'm leaving like a 50% tip on every haircut, maybe even more than that. I'm wondering, do I still tip the cot? I probably will. She's worth it. She's yeah. worth it. She's going on a mat leave, though. Yeah. I need a, st- I need a temporary stylist. You need, a sit- you need a stand-in. 
I know. Did you tell her what's your problem? Why can't you why you get coming in with my new with your newborn and do my hair? Well, can I just come over to your place? Yeah. I don't care if you're breastfeeding. <laughs> Let's do my haircut. So creepy. I have a look that I need to keep up. <laughs> We've created this together, and now you're just leaving me <laughs> for some other person and a baby. You want me to go to some fucking stranger and say, "Do what Sarah did." Yeah. Okay. They're gonna know what that means. Fuck. Yeah, it's funny. Your dog groomer. <laughs> funny you mentioned that because when I thought about your um, hairstylist, I thought about my dog groomer. Except for mine's like leaving for good. If this mat leave goes on longer than a year, I might be going to the dog groomer. <laughs> you should just line up next to Charlie <laughs> and get your hair cut. My, uh, I my, can lay on my back and have my tummy rubbed. I love my groomer. I'm, I, I've been blessed since I moved especially to be four minutes away from my groomer. No kidding. They're fantastic. They've taken me on kind of short notice before. Uh, Leo loves her. She's moving to Nova Scotia. Ah, for fuck's sake. Next week is our very last appointment because they're moving in January. So I'm, uh, I'm sad about that, but I will probably give her something special next week. So what's the suggestion here? The cost of one visit. The cost of a visit. If it costs a hundred bucks to get your dog groomed, which I think is probably about average these days, then yeah, it should be a hundred dollar tip. Okay. Fair. Okay. Or just schedule your appointment for after Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'll go with a shaggy haircut so I don't have to see my stylist until the new year. If I see her before Christmas, I'm going to tip her. Shit. (laughs) She's going to expect something. (laughs) Uh, Personal caregiver. We have learned so Uh, much in the last year and a half, two years, about what personal support workers do and and the people who are charged with everything from rehabilitation to uh, prescription maintenance and all that stuff that they do. They're worth every penny, and that's why the suggestion is a week to a month's pay. Mm-hmm. Whatever you pay them weekly or over a month, anywhere in there is an appropriate tip for them. And there's some good ones that that should be getting paid better that aren't getting paid as well as I personally think they should be. Your personal trainer. Ah, you pay your personal trainer to train you and they do it and they get their money. Do you need to tip them on top of that? The answer is yes, according to the holiday tipping guide. They should get the cost of one session. I don't okay. even know how much a personal trainer costs. How much do they charge? Is it like so 50, 60 bucks? I think, well, there's different deals at different places, but I would, yeah, I would say about one session is probably anywhere between 40 to, I mean, I'm sure the ritzy place is like $80, but 40 to 60 is probably an average. Your massage therapist, if you've got a good one, a mm-hmm. regular. I do. The cost of one visit. Okay. There's probably more on this list, but that's all I've got in this particular summary. Is there anyone we're missing? Someone obvious that should get tipped that doesn't? Okay, (sighs) tipped. Yeah, like what about, I guess if you have like a lawn care, people who come to your house to do lawn care, this is an awkward time of year because you won't see them. Right. Are you supposed to go out of your way around Christmas and, and send them a little something? If they cut your lawn? And they come once a week in the summertime, but you don't see them now, so fuck it. I hear it's very busy in healthcare, so I assume Dr. Green is not available right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how much you tip those guys. They do both. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a question. Maybe the the cost of, of, of doing it for that week, you know? I don't know. Is this the time of year when it's okay or more encouraged to tip the person who serves you that coffee every morning at the drive through I think so. I think this is the time of year you think about that if you have the, if you have a chance to. You should take what I what I talked about in the podcast on Friday and maybe put it into the in play here, which is have backups. And have backups, but it's more for those workers, for those service workers that you forget about. Oops. You know what? I'm going to ha- I happen to bump into that person that does deliver my mail. You know what? I happen to have a $25 Tim's card right here. Here you go. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to the COVID stuff from today, because there is new modeling data coming out, uh, just quickly here, I got two hair stories, and there's not a lot of hair in the news these days, so I, I want to get both of these in. You got time for these? Yeah, let's do it. First off, it's actually kind of funny that this happened, but a woman is gone viral because she told the story of her birthday party, and she had a lot of candles on her cake. And you can probably see where this is going. She bent down, looked at the cake. You got to take it in and mm, smell that smell. <laughs> Burning candles <laughs> on top of shitty fondant. Which is not good. Can we not do that? I know. Don't get too close to the cake. She did. Boom. Hair <laughs> went up in flames. Have you ever seen that happen to someone? Not not a full head of hair. And I'm guessing that's what happened here. 
I've only seen it in like Instagram <laughs> videos. And one of the things I will say is it never ceases to amaze me how quickly fire accelerates in hair. In sweaters. It happened to my, it happened, you know, Diane, it uh, happened to Diane one year. Really? It was like Chris, I think it was Christmas. Maybe it was Christmas, Thanksgiving, something like that. And we're around the table and we're all talking, having a good time. There were candles. And it was beautiful little setup. And she reached across to grab something in the middle of like giving a speech <laughs> and her whole sweater, like from, from the wrist all the way up to the shoulder, just. <laughs> Holy shit. That's hilarious. After the fact, she was fine. But it caught a little bit of her hair. And you're not wrong, especially if you have product in your hair, I'd imagine. Oh, God. Yeah, it'd be gone. So what happened What happened here? She suffered serious burns. Whoa. Like a lot of the hair on her head is completely burned off. She had some burns on her face and more. Now, she is going to be okay. But still, it serves as a warning to all of us. Be careful. That's a burning flame. And it doesn't matter if it's on a birthday cake or if it's uh, uh, the fire in your backyard. Fire's hot, and you don't want to get too close to it or these things happen. Yeah. The next one is even better. So a woman admits she'd gone out. She'd had a few drinks. She was in quite the state. She got home and decided, I want to play with my guinea pig. So she let her guinea pig (laughs) out of the the cage. Come here, you little cutie. (laughs) So the guinea pig is running around doing whatever it is guinea pigs do. She passed out. She fell asleep. Uh-oh. She woke up and immediately called her hairstylist when she realized that the guinea pig ate her hair. <laughs> it chewed <laughs> off her bangs. Mm-hmm. Like, gone. Chewed off her bangs. And even worse, the guinea pig didn't even fucking eat it. It spit it out. <laughs> it would, like, eat the hair off her head and then <laughs> go back and get another one. Let's get another one. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Unbelievable. Uh, apparently, guinea pigs chew on a lot of random stuff, mm-hmm. but they're typically in a cage. Hair is one of the things. The stylist estimates it'll take six months to a year to grow back properly. Those bastards love to chew. I had two. I had two growing up. And if you had anything around the cage, Scott, they would find a way to pull it into the cage and chew on it. So if you had a plastic bag, yeah. if you had a sweater. They're like, like goats. Oh, Honestly, they are like little goats with those chompy little fucking teeth. And they just grab your shit and they just chomp, 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 chomp. They're chompy little fucking teeth. <laughs> They're cute, though. <laughs> Couple- Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Things I want to play for you before we get to the COVID stuff. First off, Jonah Hill told a great story last night. You had this on our radio show today. I love this. So Jonah Hill is one of the stars in Don't Look Up. And this is the big, they're hoping the big one of the year, even though Red Notice just smoked Every other movie Netflix put out. But they're hoping everybody watches this. It's coming out right before Christmas called Don't Look Up. And this is the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep. And yes, Jonah Hill is one of the people in it. There's many other great actors and actresses in this one. And Jonah's a funny guy. I think anybody who knows any Jonah Hill movies knows he's a funny guy. Superbad is one of the funniest movies ever made. One of the best, Scott. One of the best. And... He kind of ventured into the serious acting thing and he did that with Leo DiCaprio and everything. So now he's like best friends with him, which is amazing. So he thought it would be funny during the press conferences for this very serious. Well, actually, it's not even that serious. It is kind of it's a comedy, too. But with these serious actors, he's going, you know, from city to city and he wanted to make it interesting. So have a listen to the story Jonah Hill told on The Tonight Show last night. This is a really bad old school fart machine. This is how digital and dumb it sounds, okay? Uh, Okay? Like funny for like a six-year-old maybe, right? (laughs) Sure. I'm going to do press for this movie Don't Look Up with all these huge movie stars in it like Leonardo DiCaprio and Meryl Streep and Jennifer Lawrence and Tyler Perry. And I did the fart machine when someone was talking about climate change. My castmates did not find it funny. Um... (laughs) Meryl Streep being the OG legend that she is did find it funny, which is why I ride for her anytime, day and night. That's right, Meryl Streep. 
So then Adam McKay, the director of this giant fancy film that is amazing, by the way, he says, Jonah, you're going to get a kick out of this. Netflix formally asked me multiple times to ask you formally to stop using the fart machine during press for the film. Like, they don't find it funny and, and they don't find it interesting. And I just want to say officially, I love you, Netflix. I love working with you. I am a huge fan. I watch your streamer. But no corporate entity will ever silence my digital farts. <laughs> Oh, good. That's great. And you know what? That's such a corporate thing to say, especially to talent. Mm. How many times have we had to sit in a meeting with, uh, okay, all right, all right, great, great. Uh, we didn't find it that funny. We didn't <laughs> think it was all that clever or creative. It, it actually generated a lot of complaints. There's a lot of ways you could do it. And then you said this particular way, not that it wasn't funny, like generally maybe you could do it, but this particular way, maybe you could find a different route to get there. That's so good. Uh, today, Kat, the Ontario Science Advisory Table is going to release new modeling data. Oh, yeah, I know. I follow their newsletters. <laughs> they uh, will update the situation. Where's that fart machine? <laughs> <laughs> Nonstop while Kieran Moore is talking. He actually kind of sounds like a fart. Okay, continue. <laughs> There are now at least 13 cases of the Omicron variant, and there is what appears to be a major outbreak brewing in London, Ontario, where they have a cluster of 30 cases mm. believed to be Omicron. And when you factor in the close contacts, it's actually up over 100 people. Right. Um, now, now, can we not just say, though, this is we know that Omicron isn't necessarily any more dangerous than a, than the COVID-19 than any other variant. Correct. Like that. Not more so than Delta, at least. We know that. OK, so, I mean, if you're looking at it on a scale and worst is a 10 and easiest is a one. Delta's like an eight or a nine. That's legit. No joke. It killed a lot of people around the world. It transmitted yeah. very easily. It was scary. And when Omicron came along, I think people thought, oh, fuck, this one's going to be even worse than this the last one. This is the 10. One. This might be an 11. We're going right back to about a two or a three. All indicators are that this thing is very similar, similar to the common cold. It transmits very okay. easily. Somebody in the office is sick. Everybody's getting sick. Somebody in kindergarten sick. Everybody's right. getting sick. But they aren't getting that sick. They're getting those mild symptoms. Runny nose, cough, mm -hmm. maybe a little fever. We're not seeing the hospitalizations that we did with Delta. Delta was lethal. We did what we had to do to try and get it under control. And it's not even officially under control yet. I don't think we need to be going all fucking crazy here over yeah. Omicron because all indicators are it's really not that bad. So the modeling data that's coming out today will be wildly inaccurate. There's my prediction. I'm wondering, but then here's what I'm wondering. Here's, here, help me out with this. So we knew more recently, and this was Dr. Anthony Fauci, we talked about this when it came out over the weekend, that we learned that it, it wasn't so bad. It's, it's like the best way I could put it, right? It wasn't so bad, guys. It's all good. Yeah, when so, Dr. Fauci is saying, everybody calm the fuck yeah. down, it's not that bad. So does the... Does the modeling data reflect that, or do they give a fuck what variant is spreading th the worst right now? These guys are, and at first I hated this term when I started seeing it on social, but I'm starting to appreciate it a little bit more. This is what they call fear porn. It's porn. <laughs> they're they're going to scare the living shit out of everybody. And, ah, oh, fuck, we could be locked Man. down again. Just kill that nonsense right now. Okay. You know, the yeah. all that shit is not happening. Not with this. Not based on what we know now. Not today. And even yesterday, the opposition is, I don't understand the new Democrats in Ontario because they're in a fairly unique position where they had a wildly unpopular government a year ago and still couldn't make any progress in the polls because they fixate on dumb shit. Yesterday, they were hammering the opposition. Well, you said January 17th, the Vax passports will be gone. Will you commit today to keeping them in place beyond January 17th? Yeah, that's a fucking easy one to answer. Christine Elliott did a great job. She stood up and said, listen, we just got Omicron. We've got to learn a little bit more about it. Until we do, we can't commit to January 17th. The plan was always January 17th is the goal. If something comes up in the meantime, we'll mm -hmm. deal with it as it comes. But as of right now, we're not necessarily going to carry it on between January or beyond January 17th. 
and we'd like to stick to the plan. And by all accounts, we can probably stick to the plan. I don't understand what more the opposition wanted out of that. I, it was a great answer. I thought she handled that well. But uh, just the other day, I mentioned Switch Health. Remember that? Switch Health, that company that does all the testing at the borders? Yeah. Switch Health, Life Labs, and Dynacare have been awarded huge federal contracts to provide COVID-19 testing to international travelers entering Canada at airports and land border crossings. All right. Public Services and Procurement Canada says the total approved value of the contracts, $631 million. Yeah. Well, I mean, you want your test results back quick. And place like Life, I'm, first of all, I'm glad they divvied it up here. It's not just one. Well, getting all of this. It, no, it, it kind of is. Everything that gets done in Ontario, the biggest province, is Switch Health. Alberta and Atlantic Canada. Uh, oh, so our Life Labs are not doing this. No. Life oh. Labs is providing services in BC, Saskatchewan, and Yukon. Gotcha. Dynacare is doing Quebec and Manitoba. Gotcha. Okay, so it varies by, by province. Okay, interesting. What? Okay. All this was put in place. Because of Omicron. That was a knee-jerk reaction. We now know it's probably nearest, what we can tell, not that bad, not that clear and present danger that it could have been. Are we still going to go ahead and put all those international travelers through this? Because it, it doesn't seem to do much. I, I get that they love spending our money, but $631 million on tests that are mandatory at the airport? I don't get it. Can they go back? Like, I mean, the contract is done. I don't know how it works. Internally, if there's something in the contract that says we can just pull out halfway through here. Well, but isn't it done? See, if it was your money, you negotiating with a vendor would probably say, I agree to buy this. However, if for whatever reason, I'm going to have you guys finish my basement in the summer. Now, if something comes up and I sell the house before then, then obviously we don't have a deal. Mm-hmm. You would think as someone whose only job is procurement, that Procurement Canada would have put something like that in there? Because we put this in, and I don't even know if it's really going to be necessary. It might be unnecessary before we formally even get it started. Yeah. $630 million? That's a lot of money. And these are PCR tests, I think. I think they said PCR tests, right? Are those the quick ones? Remind no, me. No, rapid tests are the quick ones. Why, why, why don't we have the rapid tests in place? Are they not trustworthy enough? Well, we spend tens of millions of dollars on rapid tests. They are ready to go. We've got tons of them. But we we don't seem to be using them. In fact, they keep I'm saying, thinking, "Oh no no no, we gotta have the PC. The PCR is the gold standard." So well, they, then why did we buy the rapid yeah. tests anyway? This is the thing: is that okay? So you trust that one more? That's what you're saying. Why did you bother buying the other kind then? That's kind of like being like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm having a party and I'm just gonna have paper plates. I'm gonna buy a shit ton of no name. Oh no, but you know, I'm gonna go ahead and buy this chalet brand whatever for more and just leave. Like what? What's the point? What is the what's point? What's the point? I, I really don't understand. I mean, listen, if we're going to spend money on rapid tests, use the goddamn rapid tests. We get the results far faster. Now, if you're on team, mm, the results aren't accurate enough, then stop spending our money they buying them. do it. Yeah, I know. They either work or they don't. And if they work, use them. If yeah. they don't work, then stop buying them. I'm all for spending this money, Scott, if we know that that means that people will get their tests quicker, you know, faster. That should be the Efficiently. Key. That's that's what matters to me, because if I, God forbid, which I haven't yet run into a scenario where, oh, fuck, I got to get tested because I was around someone who had it. I want to know that I'm going to get that back real quick. And if that means that we have to spend a lot of money to make sure that people are getting those tests back so they can get back to work, get their kids back to school, all those things that we need to do to function as a community, as a, as a society, I'm OK with it. But if that's not even doing that, that's a waste of money. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. Tightening COVID restrictions in the wake of the Omicron COVID variant in what he is describing as a preemptive strike against the virus. So this is Bill who put all kinds of shit in place there and he's announced it just as we're learning Omicron is not that big a deal. He announced yesterday he would soon institute a vaccine mandate for private sector employees in New York City and make children ages 5 to 11 Show proof of vaccination to take part in indoor dining, fitness, or entertainment there activities. There it is. There it is. They're the first place to do that, sorry? Like Seems in like North, it. Yeah, in North America anyway. I, what, uh, what, what is it you're trying to be preemptive about, Bill? Preemptive would have been two, three weeks ago. Now, you're being reactive, and you're going way over the top. You don't need to do that. 
Nobody should be looking for new ways to piss people off. You should be looking for ways to loosen restrictions where you can safely. This, that's crazy. And by the way, they're built a little different in New York. Are they pissed? I'd imagine there's some outrage from this. You know, I tend to think that if there's going to be civil unrest, it'll be in New York City and it'll be because of something Bill to fucking Blasio came up with. <laughs> That's the way I see that going down. Uh, finally, when it comes to us, the people, the public, new poll is out. Let me read you some of this. More than four out of five respondents to this survey by Leger and the Association for Canadian Studies say they support closing the Canadian border to travelers coming from countries where the Omicron variant is present. It's present here. I don't understand that. Yeah, I, yeah. What, are we yeah, going to go back to the whole put up a roadblock between Manitoba and Ontario? This is going to change now. <laughs> We're going to have I the mean, OPP guarding the Quebec border. How, how, where are we going to draw the line and keep yeah, people out here? I know. I know. It's, it's one of those weird things because we know, like we just mentioned, Omicron's not as scary as initially feared so do we still need to do that i don't think we do i mean obviously we take it seriously and and we're still learning about it we don't know everything there is to know but all indicators are that everybody should just calm down well that's the thing is there's testing and testing and testing then i think we should be okay with the planes landing And, and again if this was a deadly virus we'd be having a totally different conversation if this was as worse than delta this would be a different conversation Absolutely. i'd say you fucking ground all the planes yep i would be that person me too but this isn't I don't want, and don't get me wrong, I don't want anyone to enter our country that even has a cold. That'd be great to avoid that, but we know we can't. <laughs> so w- w- why? You know, it, and you just said we spent so many millions of dollars on tests. Then let them take the tests. Let's go from there. They say 68% would approve of reinstating restrictions in Canada like social distancing and temporary lockdowns for certain places and certain activities. Uh, You lost me there. You lost me. A majority of respondents say they're in favor of possibly closing the Canada border with America for a period of time. I have a feeling this survey was done before people realized that Omicron is is way closer to a cold than a flu. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not saying COVID is a flu. Stop it. Don't even start with that shit. It was just an analogy. 78% say they would support the Canadian government accelerating plans to introduce the booster or third dose of vaccine to certain populations. I mean, if there's people that need it, fucking give it to them. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care either. Me personally? Well, that's a different story. I'm, I'm quite happy to donate mine to one of the developing countries. You can have my third dose as your first dose. I'm already good. I've got good protection. But there's certain people that need the extra protection, and they say it's safe for these boosters, so... Give it to those high-risk populations. Mm -hmm. Get them inoculated. Next point. Uh, Canada. uh, No, no, no. Where where did I leave off here? No, I think I covered it all. Um, Yeah, I just. It's kind of the way it goes, right? We start hearing scary things uh, about new scariants. And and Mm -hmm. Omicron is here. And, ah, fuck. We need the, the public health measures back. I'm wondering how many of those people were the same people back in October that were screaming at the top of their lungs to reopen shit. We can't keep opening and closing. We can't. COVID's here. not. (laughs) COVID's here. Delta, for the most part, is under control. For the most part. Still out there. Still got to take it seriously. But for the most part, it's under control. Omicron seems like uh, a shadow of what Delta was. This is an okay time to carry on. Be careful. Be vigilant. Do the basics. Like, stay away from people. Wear a mask when you're in public and you can't physically distance. But if you do those things, we don't have a problem. So what are we going? Really? We heard about one variant and people were like, yeah, if you need to put lockdowns back in, go ahead and do it. No, 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 no. We're not taking that, making that decision lightly. It's going to take a little bit of research. And right now, there's no way that you can say one way or the other that a lockdown or restrictions are the way to go. Yeah, a lot of people are already saying that Christmas break. Just you wait. I could, though. After Christmas break. You know what, though? I mean, when you look at how this current wave started, it goes back to Halloween and Diwali. That's where it started. That's when those numbers started going up again on the chart. Christmas makes sense that we would see the numbers climb again there. There's a lot of people. Maybe. 
Well, it may be. It's also school. Don't forget school is a massive factor. The kids weren't even in class all year up until September. True. Yep. Uh, schools are a huge fa- I've always said that I think schools are dangerous and I think we're being flat out lied to when they insist schools are safe. They're playing with the numbers. Well, because some schools are safe. Like that's the argument I'd make is that it's not even that and it's not even that if there's a case in a in a classroom or a school in general which is closed down because of as many cases. It's not even like they're doing anything wrong. It's what's happening outside too, outside of the classroom. They can't control that. So I think blaming schools is kind of dumb. There's a lot of things in place that keep the schools very safe, I think. And I'd like to continue on. I like doing what we're doing here. I love it. I love it when, you know, if we see a couple of cases, okay, that classroom's out. That classroom's out for a week or whatever. Keep doing that. If, if there's more than 10 cases, like it, locally here, for example, one in Kitchener just shut down. They closed the whole school. Okay, fine. Let's just keep doing this on a, on a regular basis. If there's a problem, shut it down. Then you get back in. You start fresh again. Don't shut down every fucking school. I'm so happy they're doing it this way, and I hope it continues. The rumor... Yeah, I don't even want to give it too much credibility, but there's some people who feel strongly that after Christmas, the school should stay closed for an additional week. Yeah, those those people can fuck off. <laughs> they can fuck right off. I don't even know. Would it be like a distance thing for a week or would it just be like an extra week of, of uh, Christmas that break? That doesn't make sense, though. Like the people who say that, why? What's your reasoning? Oh, I can tell you why they say that. Because they believe there's going to be gatherings around Christmas and they don't want kids back in class after right. gathering. So once all the gatherings have ended and you go back to your regular life, usually in and around the day after Boxing Day and through New Year's, stay home for a week. If you develop some symptoms, then you know you should go get tested or get treated or whatever. And if you don't develop symptoms, then after a week, that should mitigate some of the potential spread from those gatherings over the holidays back to the classroom. I don't even know if that's a horrible idea. I, I'd really rather see no more things closed. Just be safe where you are. But, I mean, that's one of the things that people are already calling for. And there's a couple public health units that I can think of that always go over the top that I could totally see doing that same thing in certain areas. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But they've got about, what are we at here, 18 days to decide. Wait, no, schools get out on the 20th this year, don't they? Yeah, they're out, well, the week before that, yeah. Oh. 17th is the last, is the Friday. It's 10 days away. 10 days to make some decisions. Okay, we did go long. Thank you, everyone, for checking out this episode of After 9. You can weigh in on this or anything else. Uh, send us a DM. We'd love to give you the phone number, but while that fiasco continues, we're hoping <laughs> that by tomorrow we can get you all set up and you can call into After 9. We'll give you the, the topic online and you can just uh, give us a call. And as long as you don't get a busy signal, we'll try and fit you into the podcast. Hopefully tomorrow or Thursday. Have a fantastic Tuesday, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Over the weekend, Hawaii was hit with a blizzard. That's right, a blizzard in Hawaii. It's basically a push notification from God about climate change. It's like, hey, hey, wake up. I feel bad for the people who haven't vacationed in two years because of COVID, and now they decided to go to Hawaii. They're like, you gotta be freaking kidding me, man, what? A man in Italy reportedly wore a fake silicone arm last week to avoid getting the coronavirus vaccine. And wait till you hear how he got out of his vasectomy. (laughs) The New York Times published a report detailing a series of coronavirus infections stemming from an anime convention held last month in New York. Well, something tells me they'll be fine with quarantining. Oh, you want me to stay inside for 10 days? Not a problem. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.